Here's something interesting. The Federal Reserve last week cut interest rates for the first time in more than a decade. It wasn't enough for the stock market to overcome fears about the U.S.-China trade war, but it is good news for the mortgage market. I'm Chris Oaks. Welcome once again to the Here's Something Interesting podcast, where we talk to interesting people with interesting things to say about interesting subjects, talking about financial news. And I'll tell you what, uh, the longer you listen to this podcast, you'll notice that this is something, uh, this is a topic that we come back to time and time again, because uh, it is very complicated, a lot of facets to this. And uh, we try and make it somewhat easier to understand for you. The past week or so has been very busy with news that impacts the economy and the possible direction thereof. Between the July jobs report, the Fed's interest rate cut, yet more tariffs targeting China, what are all these things telling us? We are joined first by Bankrate Senior Analyst Mark Hamrick to help sort it all out. So a lot of information to process lately here. Let's start with the jobs, actually. Uh, the jobs report, there were lower numbers than June, but still pretty strong rate of job creation overall, and the unemployment rate remains below 4%. But it has been pointed out that for middle-class Americans, the good news really is in job security, not so much wage growth, because that has has become pretty much stagnant in recent weeks? Well, I think, first of all, just to look at the July jobs report, I think you can say that uh, for this snapshot of the economy, which is uh, essentially covering, obviously, a point in time, uh, this was reassuring. But uh, as you noted at the outset, uh, there are a lot of wheels in motion at the moment. And uh, I think the outlook is uh, the thing that we're most concerned about right now. But uh, for the month, we did uh, have 164,000 jobs added. The unemployment rate stuck at 3.7%. We actually had more people working and looking for work. That's a positive. And wages uh, in this report measured by average hourly earnings are up 3.2% over the past year. Uh, that has fallen from the peak, as have all these numbers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that is uh, worth mentioning. In terms of the outlook, you know, we're definitely seeing the U.S. economy slowing. The job market is slowing. And so the question is how much and how will that affect all of us? And right now it's very difficult to say. You know, the outlook for the current quarter, obviously we're in the third quarter of the year, the estimate for growth in the current quarter is right around the 1.5% mark. That's well shy of the administration's much-touted 3% target, which it hasn't hit on a year-over-year basis. And as the trade war absolutely escalates, uh, you know, it's almost a minute-by-minute worsening of the headlines that we're getting, obviously the stock market um, being hit solidly here. Uh, I think there is reason for concern about the outlook. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the uh, escalating trade war. It is worth noting that you know the market would ordinarily have been expected to respond favorably to good jobs numbers, low unemployment. You had the Fed's rate cut, as we mentioned. Uh, and yet the market last week overall had its worst week of the year so far, and a lot of uh, people are putting the blame on this latest round of tariffs uh, being imposed on China. Obviously, the trade war has worried investors since the very beginning, but to this point, the impact, at least market-wise, has not been all that significant. But you have to wonder, has the president maybe poked the bear one too many times here? 
Well, I think the problem is that we can remember in the outset the president said the trade wars are good and easy to win. But, you know, I think that there are very few expectations that there will be a resolution of this any time in the near future. And if the threat to impose tariffs is followed by action on September 1st, the impact of that is to raise prices for businesses and consumers. And so uh, th- that is not a positive thing. Uh, and, and China shows no inclination, from what we can tell, to try to sort of uh, basically get this wrapped up anytime soon either. So I, I think it's very troubling. We understand that the president has an objective, and that is to try to make a playing field that's more level in the sense of U.S.-China trade. But so far, we just aren't achieving that. And by the way, we really have yet to have any uh, signature achievement on trade at least put into place. The successor to NAFTA, of course, has yet to be uh, approved by the Good U.S. Point. Congress, for yeah. example. Good point. Uh, and, and, of course, you mentioned all of this is ramping up at the same time when, as we were mentioning, uh, it, it seems that job growth is slowing down, wage growth is slowing down. So the timing of this makes it uh, very concerning as well. Sure. So, you know, at Bankrate, we uh, survey economists, among others, on an ongoing basis. And I would say over the last uh, three quarters, we've had economists raising essentially warning flags that economic downside risks are rising and predominate. And uh, we'll be doing another survey here before long. And I can only imagine that uh, that will be, once again, the overwhelming assumption the economists are making. Uh, It is true that there was a good head of steam for the U.S. economy coming in into this year. The most recent revision for year-over-year growth puts that at 2.5%. But uh, it does feel as if we're uh, sort of watching a a fuse on a firecracker that's getting ready to blow. And the concern is, if there is an economic downturn, when it will present itself. And the reality is that uh, the good news is that we've had an expansion that's lasted for now 11 years. Mm -hmm. And these expansions don't die of old age, as the saying goes, but they do end at some point. And so one of the things that we advise a bank rate, which can be applied, I think, for most people, is to just focus on your financial game plan, and that is to make sure that you have emergency savings, uh, continue to save for retirement. If you're employed while the job market uh, is, at least broadly on a national basis, seen as strong, now's the time to take stock of your uh, employment prospects. If it's time to look for a new job, by all means do so. If uh, nothing else, just sort of make sure that you're doing what you need to do in your current job. So uh, there is opportunity out there, uh, and uh, you know, we can keep fingers crossed that uh, we won't sort of enter into the worst-case scenario with respect to trade, but the reality is over the past year, this has only gotten worse in the sense of rhetoric turning into actions and the lack of an actual agreement. Yeah. We mentioned the Fed's rate cut as well, uh, one of the other big headlines from the past week, and it seems that most market watchers agree, as you kind of alluded to, that this seems to be an attempt to get out ahead of any kind of economic slowdown. But but I, I found interesting a, a piece in the New York Times, economist uh, Austin Goolsby argues that because rates have been so low for so long, this uh, small cut really won't do uh, a whole lot. Is he right on that? I think so. I mean, obviously, it's a positive from the standpoint of lowering costs of borrowing, but it's also a negative, for example, for uh 
financial services firms, banks. Uh, you know, it actually makes things in the end more difficult for them. Not that necessarily uh, everybody listening here is going to be sympathetic toward banks, but the <laughs> but the stability yeah. and the strength of the financial system is important to all of us. And as and as Goolsby, uh notes there that in your reference, uh, you know, we're coming out of a low interest rate environment that's predominated really over the past decade. And mm-hmm. so while we may see uh, obviously some more uh, mortgage refinancings, and it does help on the affordability front on mortgages, for example. I think that's sort of the primary impact. And those are good things, but uh, the reality is is that most of us who've been looking to take advantage of low rates have done so, um, and this doesn't mitigate or address the problems that are raised with respect to U.S.-China trade, meaning it doesn't do anything to resolve those issues. It just simply is a little bit like doing what the Fed can do with one of the major tools in its toolbox, but uh, I would say that it's a little like putting a bandage on a wound that's bleeding. Uh, you know, you're you're sort of doing what you can because you don't have anything else uh, with respect to what the Fed can do. And obviously, there it does have some other tools, but the interest rate lever is the main thing that the Fed uses. And I, I do think it's probably right now reasonable to expect that we will see rates going lower if the situation continues as it appears today. And again, as we said, uh, just kind of underscores uh, all of this, the fact that when you have a rate cut, which is what, the, uh, inv- what many investors wanted to see, we didn't see an uptick uh, in the reaction on on Wall Street, in fact, uh, again, uh, down numbers from from all last week. It seems like there are so many other things that are going on that are so much more concerning that it's just not enough to outweigh all of those headwinds. I think that's right, and and you know we go back to the reason why there is a rate cut in the first place, and, right. and that's not a positive thing. Right. Uh, circling back to the jobs report, I want to ask you about this too, and it's, maybe you can chalk all of this up to the fact that we have a presidential election not all that far away. Not maybe you can definitely chalk all of this up to the fact that we have a presidential election not all that far away. But you hear hear Republicans uh, pointing out that the market, the job market, is strong, so strong that if everyone who is looking for a job took a job, there'd still be more than a million jobs on filled. And Democrats uh, on their side countering that these are mostly low-paying jobs and people are having to take two or three of them to make ends meet. Each side is spinning it to their own advantage, as would be expected, but really both things are true. So you know, how do you view that overall? How do we take in all of this jobs picture as a whole without all that spin? Well, uh, yeah, I, I don't very often like to align myself uh, politically with either of those would-be schools of thought simply because I don't think it really helps any of us to attain a greater understanding. And right. I like to say that I'm a professionally politically agnostic. So uh, I think for all of essentially the rest of us trying to make some sense out of all this is to say that really um, all personal finance is local, much the same as the saying goes with politics and perhaps also news. Mm-hmm. Me- Meaning that uh, if the unemployment rate, as is reported, uh, you know, is standing at 3.7 percent, that's great, and that does have relevance to you know everybody in the country. But sure. it doesn't necessarily speak to the relevance of your own current situation. Meaning that uh, you know, how are your own employment prospects? How are you doing against your own personal financial goals? And uh, obviously, if the economy is in a steep downturn, you know, as we experienced a decade ago, that makes it difficult for everybody. You can't. Sort 
sort of get away from that. But, you know, there are communities and individuals all across the country who are experiencing something quite different from the tenor of the economic headlines. And I, and I do think that that's one of the things that Democratic candidates are trying to get at. And I think, frankly, it's something that the president himself has uh, leveraged. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why he came to office was despite the positive trajectory of the nation's economy over the past number of years, that hasn't necessarily lifted all boats. And uh, that's one of the challenges of the moment. Uh, yeah. The fact that we have uh, income inequality, uh, the rich do get richer, and we've actually had some benefit for people at the lower end of the spectrum, largely because of increases in minimum wages at the state and local levels. But the great American middle class is still um, struggling in some ways because wage growth has been so slow, and uh, there have been another uh, a number of other sort of macro trends, such as globalization and technology, which have mm-hmm. made life more challenging in some ways. Yeah. Putting some perspective on all of the spin that seems to be dominating the headlines, uh, again, and to be expected, especially uh, as we're coming up on uh, presidential election season as well. Again, Bankrate Senior Analyst Mark Hamrick with us, sorting out uh, some of the uh, big headlines uh, financially over the past week or so. Mark, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Good to be with you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, the Fed's rate cut last week may not have been enough to save the stock market from a free fall to start this week, but it is good news for potential home buyers. Want to take a closer look at that now. Mortgage expert Lisa Cookson is senior vice president and head of operations for mortgage and home equity at Penn Fed Credit Union with us as well. Lisa, this is the first rate cut in more than a decade, as we mentioned earlier. How significant is it really, though? It is certainly exciting for the mortgage market when the rate gets cut. Um, It means lower cost, and that can mean lower interest rates, which will provide higher buying power. So whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a repeat homeowner, it's a great time to be paying attention. So let's quantify that a little bit uh, because I can hear some folks, especially first-time home buyers, who may be looking at this and saying, well, the, the rates have been relatively low already. It's only a quarter of a percent uh, cut. So is it really that significant? It's a great question. And everybody, when they look at the rates changing, every eighth of a percent can make a significant difference either in interest rate, which impacts your payment, Mm -hmm. or in any points or fees that you pay. That extra money can go toward more house or can free up for additional debt that you have. Mm -hmm. So it definitely makes a difference. So there have been uh, quite a few headwinds, though, for the uh, real estate market, uh, even before you know we even put rates into the equation. Uh, there's been the question of availability, rising prices, uh, demand versus uh, availability, all of this. So when you're looking at the overall landscape of the housing slash mortgage market, what should consumers know? What do we consider when it comes to this whole process? I think the first thing that they need to know, whether, again, they're a first-time homebuyer or an existing homeowner, is it's important to spend time with a trusted advisor. We did a recent survey and saw that over 70% of the people surveyed prefer to do business with either their local credit union or their local bank. And they want to sit down with someone they can trust, whether that's face-to-face or on the telephone or online, share their information. Let that person understand your financial 
earnings? How much income do you have? Mm-hmm. What is your debt? What does your savings look like? And what are your goals in home ownership? And they can help look at that with you, give you a pre-approval certificate so that you can then go out shopping with more confidence. And also a lot of potential sellers, uh, especially in a crowded marketplace, uh, will look extra closely at those offers that have pre-approvals attached. Yes, we hear that every day. Um, Sellers and real estate agents have much more confidence in an offer that's presented Mm -hmm. with a pre-approval. They know the seriousness of their buyer, and they know what the true limit is that they're available to purchase for. You also have uh, some advice on current homeowners who are considering a move. Again, given the tight market, is this really a good time to do that? It's a great question, and whether it's the right time for you personally really is best determined when you have that conversation with a trusted advisor. You may find that you want to take your existing home, take out a home equity loan, and make it your dream home. You may also find that you want to spend some time, money, or energy um, making improvements to your home that would let you sell it for more value Some things you do to improve your home will get you more value when you go to sell your home than others. Mm -hmm. Or make those repairs that you've just set to the side, um, either for your own pleasure while you're living in your home, or as you go to sell your home, it will make that process much easier for you. Now, what about for, and, and I guess we could speak to both first-time home buyers and those current homeowners who are considering a move, what are some of the, and as you were mentioning, every situation is going to be a little bit different, and this is really a conversation to have with uh, somebody that you can sit down with that you trust and go over all of the numbers, but in general terms, how would a potential buyer know with any kind of confidence that they are financially at a good place to become a homeowner, especially, especially right now we're hearing so much uncertainty uh, with the economy and all of that. It is a great time to get that clarity. So as you think about this market, there are many tools available to us and qualifying methods. Knowing what your goals are, is where it starts. And having that conversation with the trusted advisor, they can walk through the pros and cons with you. For example, if you're a first-time home buyer, it may be about the savings of a down payment. Many times the down payment is what confuses people, and they hear they have to have 20% down, where we have a program that starts as low as 3%. We also have lower costs things that we do where we'll pay your private mortgage insurance and have lower fees to do the loan. We've also created something called job loss, peace of mind. And this is an insurance for the buyer, for our borrower, is a first-time home buyer that will give them some safety if something unexpectedly happens with their job. Mm. Those are great ways to gain confidence that now is the right time. 
And let me ask this uh, with respect to uh, other uh, types of uh, mortgage-related products. Uh, refinancing, I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk. I think the general uh, thought is that most folks who have wanted to refi probably already have at this point. But to those who may not have, and you've got this new rate cut, um, what do folks need to know if they're looking at refinancing? Absolutely call your local credit union or your local lender and talk to them about the rate and the cost to refinance and then have them help you do the math to see if now is the right time to refinance. Are you simply looking to do what we call a rate and term that's keep your balance exactly the same but take advantage of a lower rate Mm -hmm. or a shorter term? Or are you looking to take some of the equity out to do other things that may improve your home or improve your financial debt load. There are many different things to do with that equity, so that personal conversation is the only way that you will know if now is the right time for you. And that was going to be the other question that I asked with respect to home equity, because I know one of the things, uh, again, we go back to 2008 and the Great Recession and the uh, challenges in the housing market. One of the things that got uh, some people into trouble was uh, you know, tapping too much into that piggy bank of the home equity that they have. So there might be people who are gun shy. What would you say to somebody who is concerned uh, about that? I think that the first thing that you do is find out the facts. Understand what you're eligible for, Mm -hmm. what the programs and products are that are there today. Then look at your personal situation and make some good personal judgment about your goals. Um, And you really have to do both. You you need to understand the facts. Don't do it on assumptions. Mm -hmm. And then you need to look at what are your goals because you don't want to put yourself in a situation that we've all heard or experienced 10 years ago. We want to make sure that what we do today is the best thing for us to do with our current situation. So it sounds like the overall message that I'm hearing here, whether we're talking about home buyers first time or, you know, somebody who's looking to uh, get into a new home, uh, sell their current home, whether they're looking to refi home equity, any of those things with respect to the mortgage market market with this rate cut is yes, it's good news. We don't want to jump in blind though. Correct. Get educated. Take advantage of the things that are available to you. Don't do anything without knowing the full facts. Always good advice there from mortgage expert Lisa Cookson, Senior Vice President, Head of Operations for Mortgage and Home Equity at PenFed Credit Union. A lot of financial news today, and if you find this topic interesting, we can discuss it more on the Here's Something Interesting Facebook page at Something Interesting Podcast. Hope to meet up with you there. Once again, I'm Chris Oaks. If you enjoy the Here's Something Interesting podcast and you just happen to stumble upon us, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I invite you to like our Facebook page as well. Share it with all your friends that might find this stuff interesting as well. Until next time, thanks for listening.